Welcome to Dreaming Your Year 2018 into being. So we're just going to talk at you for 20 minutes or so. Just to give you our version of truth, you don't have to believe any of it. <laughs> but in fact, I would say don't believe a word we're going to tell you. Only if it resonates, you know. So um, once you shift internally, reality shifts. Have you noticed that? Once you make a shift internally, the world looks different. Has anybody ever felt depressed? Ever? The world looks darker. The world looks grimmer. People look more miserable when feeling depressed. Nobody calls on the phone anymore. When you want them to call, nobody's calling you. Ever had that? I'm depressed, call me. When you're feeling high energy, lighter, the world looks different, and then people start you know, wanting to connect with you. So we want to start just mentioning, first of all, the planet, just a global picture that we think is happening. So I think um, it's undeniable when you look at the news you know, that there is a big thing that is going on in the world. And what we see that is happening in the collective is happening individually as well. So if we want to change the collective, like a lot of people want to save the world, the only way to do that is by saving ourselves. And um, I think that that's something that has really been brought to our attention during this year, at least, uh, where there's a lot of shadow that has come up so a lot of people were very upset when Trump got elected and was like, oh, this is a disaster and all of this. I'm not saying that you know, I like him personally, but I think that he's bringing forward something that needs to be brought forward, which is everybody's darkness, basically. Mm-hmm. And that we all like to kind of like sweep under the carpet and not address. But part of the journey is stepping into the darkness as well. So entering this space that is the densest apparently, that you can incarnate in, in this planet on Earth, we are here to experience duality. So as we experience duality, we have to experience the dark if we want to experience the light. And this is really what is brought forward. And so all the attacks and all the wars and everything is also bringing us a choice. What are you going to choose, fear or love? And if we want to elevate our consciousness and our vibration, we kind of know which one we need to choose. But it's kind of a difficult choice sometimes because our conditioning is such that he wants to keep us small. He wants to keep us in protection mechanisms <clears throat> that are run by the mind. And 3D is very mind-based. So everything is very logical, left brain. And we're moving towards 4 and 5D where everything is much more heart-based and also, in my opinion, womb-based and for men, creativity-center-based. Where we need to switch our way of approaching life and finding solutions and all our reference points from this to this and this, which is sounds very simple, but is not so simple to do in practice. And so the major change that I see in the world is one of these, is what is our reference point and how do we want to approach life in general? And um, we get challenged all the time. And what I've come to understand is that the challenges don't stop. It's not because you've transcended something that you're not going to have the next lesson that is coming up the day after or the week after or the month after. So the only thing that we can do is change our attitude if you want any change towards that. And we can't blame people because I think also 5D and working in higher dimensions is letting go of blame. It's all about ownership. Everything that I create is my own creation. Everything that I've come here to learn is presented to me through the reality that I create. So no matter what the lessons that you've chosen, they're going to come. So it doesn't matter if you're married to that person or that person, if you live in that country or that country or whatever profession you choose, you're going to learn these lessons. So you might as well just be on board with that. 
And um, I think that's also a really huge lesson for the year to come at least is ownership. Because with ownership, we also have empowerment. Because as long as we delegate the blame onto others, we're not, we're victimizing. We're victims of circumstances that are external to us and that doesn't work. And if we want to change something, we need to change ourselves. And I really invite you to have that maybe one as one of the main themes for 2018, at least as an outlook. What is it that I can do to change the circumstances that I'm dealing with on a daily basis? How can I change the relationships that I'm in? And that's what Steve was saying, you know, like when it's like on a bad day, you woke up, you wake up and you're kind of in a bad mood and you, you know, bang your foot on the chair and then, I don't know, you slam the door and you realize that the keys are inside and it's just like the snowball effect and then the whole world is crappy, you know, everything is crap and you have arguments and left, right and center and you can wake up one day and have the most amazing day and you're feeling great and everything is just a reflection of your inner state. So for, in my opinion, the greatest changes that we're seeing is ownership and how we can change ourselves instead of expecting, I don't know, like there are so many people who are waiting for the event, for like, you know, all the ETs to come and save us or, you know, um, can be also another type of event like a huge, you know, natural disaster, whatever it is that is going to change us on a, on a, in a very deep way. I believe that it is individually that we're going to experience that. Yeah, I would say um, that this planet has been dark for a long time. And what I mean by that, it's been low consciousness. If you look at the history books, you'll see the kind of history of the world over the last 5,000 years really documents the crimes of humanity, the wars, the kind of uh, conquest, the grabbing of resources, the enslaving of people. <coughs> So that's happened because of this very low consciousness generally on the planet. The souls on this planet have been not very high consciousness. There have been, since the Second World War, a whole wave of people coming into the planet which are much higher consciousness. Some people call them star seeds or wanderers, or, um, but high frequency souls that come in with a very different uh, consciousness, different perspective. And very early on, I remember hearing John Lennon doing an interview on some American station and he said the world is run by insane people and at the time I was thinking really but now I can really see he saw that really early on and there's a lot of uh, star seeds coming giving those kind of messages um, of course there are a lot of teachers that have come on the planet for the last 2,000 years some of them have been killed off because they weren't much liked and their message was appropriated uh, Christianity's classic really so if you think the message of love has been turned into a message of war for hundreds and hundreds of years, then, you know, that's what's happened. But now we're in a shift, and that shift has been going on ever since the Second World War. The Second World, end of Second World War was a turning point, really. So starseeds started coming in then. They kind of manifested into the collective 60s, the wave of flower power, you know, love. You ever see those pictures of soldiers, the... National Guard in America with, with rifles and people putting flowers in them and all this kind of thing. It kind of typified that kind of consciousness shift of that dissolved and then reformed in various ways in the 70s, 80s and then 90s. And really another revolution of consciousness I think is happening in the last couple of decades. There was a big shift point in 2012 which was a trigger point. And really the whole thing of 2012 I, I believe was are we going to collectively choose the light or the dark? And by that time, we had to make the choice. 
And a lot of channels have said that we collectively chose the light. So the planet now is in ascendance, which means more and more people with higher consciousness incarnating here. So at the moment, there's a great volatility on the planet. And that's because you've got high-frequency souls coming in and very low-frequency souls here at the same time. And that's not to say one is better than the other. It's just where the soul's journey is at. You know, someone who, a low-frequency soul would go, you know what, I'm going to go to Syria and fight a jihad and kill my enemies, you know. And those, that kind of decision has implications for many incarnations, really. Or someone in this time frame might go, you know what, I'm going to embrace the light, I'm going to follow my heart, I'm going to, you know, that's a very different type of decision that will have implications for many, many incarnations. So this lifetime is a very powerful one of choice, really. Which one do you choose? Which way do you go? Because the choice is not just for this life, it goes on. So I remember Jesus Christ saying, I do not come to bring peace, I, I come, I bring the sword, or something like that. And I couldn't, why, what is he saying? What does he mean by that, that kind of statement? When you get high-frequency souls with low-frequency culture, you create high volatility. And on the planet now, there's a lot of volatility going on. All the systems are shaking, financial systems, political systems, EU is shaking. You know, we're looking at America, and that's kind of wobbling under Trump quite badly, you know, I think. A lot of systems are breaking down. They need to break down because a lot of those systems are very 3D. So what I mean by 3D is um, 3D is a state of consciousness which is a state of separation from the, the inner light and the light in the universe. It's really the ego is dominant because we're living in a scary universe where we have to protect and guard and fight our way through, you know, because there are enemies and there are all kinds of stuff out there. So that's, the ego only develops really strongly in a 3D environment. It needs to develop in a 3D environment to get us through life. We need an ego, but we develop a very negative ego in 3D that needs to be transformed as we start shifting up the scale. 3D is growth through opposition. We grow through opposition to the light. An example of that would be, I want to go home and tell my family that I believe in angels and I believe in love, and they go, you're crazy, you're mad, you're insane. Opposition, our families may not get. How many of you have families like that that go, that, you know, hey, I'm all about love, and the family goes, what, where the hell did you come from? You know. Starseeds often are born into very, can be born into dark family systems, systems which are dense and dark and heavy, with anxiety, fear, scarcity consciousness, all the rest of it. So they come to bust it. 3D is cause and effect, basically. Rocks are hard, water's wet. You know, you create your reality does not exist in 3D at all. If you try and create your parking space in a 3D world, forget it, you know. It won't happen. You have to shift up the scale internally into 4D. 4D is a stronger connection with your inner light. And in 4D, you create your reality is possible. Synchronicity is possible. Flow is possible. Miracles are possible in 4D. They're not possible in 3D. This is the challenge. Do you know what I mean by this? You got a sense of this? Or you got no idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you're surrounded by people who are cynical, angry, resentful, and you're kind of immersed in that, you know, you'll be going like, I, won't, I can't create my miracles, I can't create my parking space. With all your, you're getting in the way of my miracle consciousness here. You know, there's all that going on. Uh, many years ago, I think it was 20 odd years ago, I met this teacher and she said to me, all my friends are spiritual and in, into this light. And I was, I was thinking, that's incredible. None of mine are. You know, all of mine are interested in boxing and drinking. And I'm like, I want some of that. You know? And so now all my friends are into star seeds and light. And you know, I don't have 3D conversations very much anymore. So 4D is uh, learning to create your reality. 
focus, intention. Another way of putting it is flow. There's flow, things are flowing, and there's not flow. Things are like blocking, obstructing. It's not happening. Then there's flow again. You're flow. Hey, things are flowing, and then it's not flowing. Sometimes there's experience of flow, non-flow. It's a kind of on-off, on-off for a while until you kind of get flow. Hey, how can I stay in this flow all the time? And that's something you have to work out personally. Uh, we can give you some tips on that. 5D is like creating a collective heaven on earth. This is where you're getting together in like-minded groups and, and birthing uh, new possibilities collectively. 5D on the planet is about 70 years away, probably, as a, as a collective possibility. Individually, we can tap into it and have a 5D reality personally, but collectively, that's a bit far away. I mean, just look on the planet, you know. If you go to Afghanistan, you, you can't expect them to have a 5D reality now because they've endured war and bombing, and it's going to be, there's healing to be done for, for those cultures. So um, the light and the dark are playing out in this time. This, this time is the time of prophecy. All the prophecies on the planet speak about this time. You know, if you look at all the prophecies, they say a time of spiritual darkness, volatility, chaos, followed by a time of light. Every spiritual religious tradition talks about that. In Christianity, it's the book of Revelations. There's Armageddon, and there's all kinds of warfare, and the four horsemen ride out. And then finally, a new Jerusalem is birthed on the earth. That's in Christianity, it's birthed on the earth. And in that book, God walks amongst people. But, I mean, for me, God is not a separate being who comes and has a little walk around and say, hey, how are you doing? It's God is incarnate in everyone. Really. It's, a, it's a consciousness exp expansion in everyone. So um, I saw a thing on Facebook that said, 2016 caterpillar, 2017 cocoon, 2018 butterfly. And I went, yes. <laughs> and I think also just to, to go back to the caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly thing, um, the butterfly is really one of the things that you were saying, Kelly, about the... We're in a space where if we're called to this path and this kind of work, there is resistance is futile. Whatever you're here to do is going to push you until you do it. And the more you resist, the more um, circumstances you're going to create more friction so that you get propulsed. It's like, you know, pulling on a bow, you know, like how much, you know, tension do you want to put on it until you really start flying. And it's owning the fact that you're not part of the, you know, the 3D scene anymore. And it can be quite difficult to accept that because that means that you change your relationships, your friendships, you can have a hard time with your families, um, jobs, you know, all these kind of things start kind of being questioned because that's part of your old reality. And when you really start stepping into your essence, which I think is really the most important thing that we can do for ourselves in this incarnation, and to follow our soul's journey, then everything starts aligning, and then flow comes. And then synchronicities, miracles, whatever you want to call them. But when you're in a space where things flow and you're following your essence, nothing comes in the way anymore. But it doesn't mean that it's easy. But listening to that requires a huge amount of trust and faith that you need to relinquish to a greater picture. Obviously, it's trusting yourself in all of this that is the most important, but then it's understanding that there's a lot that is happening in many different realms as well and befriending that. And I think 
the multidimensional aspect of who we are is so important in that respect because when we start tapping into all these facets of who we are, we can understand that we are so much greater than the human incarnation that we've chosen to be in. This is a part of our experience as a soul. It's our human experience, and we've come here to actually earth through this body whatever we know from there. So it is how do we combine the two presences, the human presence and also the multidimensional, so that we can pour it all into the world and and be part of this shift in consciousness. So that's, yeah, what I wanted to say about the butterfly. That's 2018. Own your butterfly. (laughs) Can I say on the butterfly front, um, biologists have studied how a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly. Maybe some of you know this already, but I was fascinated by it, that the the, the caterpillar starts getting uh, something called imaginal cells start birthing in the body of the caterpillar. And these are cells that want to transform it into a butterfly. And the immune system of the caterpillar fights these cells, thinks it's an invasion of of some foreign body trying to get to it. So this fight that goes on inside the caterpillar between the immune system and these new cells. And then finally, this fight kind of turns out into the cocoon stage. It kind of goes into this cocooning. Uh, Nobody knows what the caterpillar's thinking or feeling at this time, you know. What's going? What's happening to me? You know, and then in the cocoon, we don't know what happens in the cocoon for the caterpillar. There's kind of darkness and waiting, and then finally, the imaginal cells overcome the immune system of the caterpillar and turn the being into a butterfly. And in the spiritual path, often there is this kind of fight that Catherine mentioned: this resistance. I want to follow my heart. No, you can't do that. My mother says no. <laughs> yeah, I want to leave my job. You've got responsibilities. You know, I want to just go there. What about your mortgage? You know, all this goes on inside of us. Anybody relate to that? You know, I want to follow my heart, but there's practical, there's family, there's money, there's mortgages, there's bills, there's my fear around what if, what will happen if I step out of the zone. And eventually the journey is you have to step out of the zone into the unknown, like the caterpillar steps into the cocoon and becomes this butterfly, you know. On the spiritual path, we have to leave this safety zone eventually, that we create in our lives. And the safety zone can be tight-knit families, can be a job, nine to five that pays the bills. It can be the home we've lived in for 30 years. It can be whatever. But eventually, spirit's calling us out of the zone. And the ego's going, no, 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 I'm not going. But the, the spirit's going, go. And the ego goes, it looks dangerous out there. There's a sea out there. You know, I would sail out the harbor into the sea. And, uh, but that's the journey, really. And once you take the step, all kinds of miracles happen. But as long as you're in the safe harbour, in that kind of caterpillar mode, going, Spirit, transform me. And Spirit's saying, step out of the harbour. No, (laughs) transform me. No. And this kind of fight goes on until you have to surrender and trust to the process. You know, caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly. It's not easy always. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I've found it very hard. I had five years of dark night, the soul in the cocoon. Some people have blissful. There are patterns being released at the moment. Um, these are ego patterns of 3D. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, the main aspect is really moving away from duality, so moving away from light, light dark, male, female, us, them, superior, inferior. It really is how do we function in a state beyond separation and beyond war. And I think beyond war is really one of the themes that is very close to my heart and my experience is how do you stand in your power but without you know 
having to annihilate other people or whether it's a gender or whether it's um, a thought form, how do you also stay in humility and follow you know, your heart in a much more quiet way than society is pushing you to do without becoming a doormat? And how do you stay in a, in a space of neutrality where you can still manifest? It's been a very difficult balance for me to find. I'm still working with that. And I think that that's really the space that we need to find in ourselves to be able to move through all this. So we step also out of reactivity because reactivity is where we create a lot of lower vibration. So it's going into drama, going into anger, going into sadness, going to desperation, which is not a bad thing in itself. I think it's very important to feel all these things, but it's how much importance do we give it and how much energy do we give it. So I think moving past duality and the state of war that we create through the separation is really one of the main patterns that is happening for 2018. And finding that balance is like self-mastery in itself. So it's not an easy yeah. part of the program, but I think it's a very important <coughs> part of it. Does anybody recognize ending the war within the self? Absolutely. That war, masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people have very strong masculine sides and very strong feminine sides, mm -hmm. but they can act like divorced parents inside of them. You know, there's either one or the other going on, but do they work together? That's the thing. The us and them is very common in the world. There's us and there's them. There's even like spiritual people and there's the yeah. non-spiritual people. Mm. The light and the dark is a big one because we have to integrate all the darkness in ourselves. And as multidimensional lifetimes, we've lived thousands of lifetimes. Can you imagine all of them were in the light? We're all lovely light people always, you know? Playing no. both sides. <laughs> Some of those, as, as a choice, soul level choice, some of us chose, all of us probably chose, to experience dark lifetimes. Uh, you know, abused, abuser, killer, killed, enslaved, enslaver, defender, attacker, all of these situations were played out in 3D. So if you want to know about 3D, these are the roles we play out, you know, the betrayer, the betrayed. All of us have probably gone through all of these roles. Once, once the spiritual path starts and the awakening starts, all those layers have to be cleared and integrated. I have met some light workers who go, what, me? Do that? No, <laughs> never. But we integrate our darkness, we integrate those parts, and we need to do that to transcend it. If not, then we're always keeping it part of ourselves at bay that we, we need to heal and integrate. Mm -hmm. You know, there have been lifetimes we've learned about courage by going on the battlefield, for example. Or we've learned about trust by finding out what the opposite is, by having ourselves betrayed. If you want to know about trust, we need to know what the opposite is. So 3D is about these opposites. We go through all these opposites until we come to this choice point where we can rise up and release all of that and heal it and clear it. A lot now can be healed and cleared. We don't have to go through the karma of it all. It's far too much to do. There are all these kind of um, tools of, what's the word? Um, you know, the violet ray, diamond, violet fire, all these fires that can clear karma very quickly. We don't have to go through the angst of it all, you know. So that's really the patterns being released. And we can't step up into 4D and 5D without healing our ego of these patterns. We can't bring a very negative ego into 5D. Can you imagine? 5D, you know, there's this amazing world, love, light, flow, and you've got a negative ego going rah, 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 in your head. Rah, 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 rah. Your mother says you shouldn't do it. You can't do that. This has to be dealt with. Your internal critic has to be dealt with. 
Your internal pleaser has to be dealt with. Your internal pusher, pushing to succeed. There's no pushing in 5D. That's a 3D attitude. I've got to push. All of that's got to be upgraded into something else. We have to enlighten ourselves, become lighter with all that stuff. Actually, we, ju- we should just really spend the last few minutes talking about you create your own reality. You, you, you've heard of this statement, have you? Yeah? Okay. What does it mean? I, what does it mean? I don't know. I only base it on my own experience. <laughs> I heard this channel years ago saying you create your own reality, period. You know, in America, they say period, don't they? Yeah. Full stop. There is no 98% or 97%. It's 100%. And I was listening to this going, well, I create everything 100% in my reality. How is that possible? And it's really the things that affect me in my reality, my work, my health, my relationships, my home, my friendships, the amount of money I allow in, the amount of joy, happiness, adventure, play, success, all of that, what I allow or what I don't allow into my life. And some areas of my reality might be working well and some not well. But we create our own reality is meant to expand all of them as far out as possible, raise all the glass ceilings, activate all the potential inside of us, and find out what we're really meant to be doing here. You know, um, let's say 30 years ago, I was sitting in this bank in the, in the city, you know, doing an ultra-boring job with all this money. None of it was mine, you know. It was millions. None of it's mine, you know. No, no, no. And uh, at that time, I never knew I could write books. I never knew I could lead events or seminars. I never knew I could do transmissions. I mean, back then, I mean, what? I didn't even know what a transmission was. The moment I stepped out and had to follow my heart was the, the path opened, and you find out what's inside of you. Um, and what's inside of me and you comes from all these lifetimes we've lived, this potential that's either a dormant seed in the earth that never activates, or we step on the path and it starts to activate. And we find out, are we an apple tree, a plum tree, a pear tree? We've all got our different potentials. Some of us are great healers, some of us work with the land, some of us want to teach, some of us want to communicate, work with children. But you don't know until you really step on the path. You know, you may be an accountant, a banker, or a lawyer, but that's not really your soul potential, is it? I don't think your soul goes, I want you to be a lawyer. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe there's great gifts in being a lawyer, I'm sure, but there are skills you can learn in any job. But the soul is not interested in your job, it's not interested in your status, it's not interested in your bank account, it's interested in what you can activate. The prime directive is growth. Growth, not through opposition, but growth through joy. Can you imagine that? Growing through joy, where your work becomes joyful and playful. I mean, uh, 15 years ago, I was going, that's a great idea, in theory, you know. But then I, um, I did this work where I loved the work. It was amazing. And somebody gave me 10 quid. And I was just so... <gasps> I'd never been paid money before for doing something I loved. It almost felt like heresy to receive it. Or I should frame it somewhere. Because it, it was like... I almost like refused it. But I, I, I should have kept that 10 pounds and framed it, actually. I thought about it. But, you know, receiving money for doing what you love. Most people receive money for doing stuff they think they have to do or they don't like or, or they may like in some way but it's not really fulfilling that's another shift uh, having your relationships all to be fulfilling there are no glass ceilings on any of these levels unless we place them on ourselves and some of those glass ceilings are family some of them are past lives some of them are stuff we've picked up in this life they're the three threads that place restriction on us I think um, what it means to create your own reality is that you're constantly moving, so there is no comfort zone. 
there is never anywhere you can just sit and be and be like, okay, I'm done. You constantly have to evolve. You always have to transcend. You just have to keep on going. So you're training your resilience also, your emotional resilience, your spiritual resilience, your mental resilience. There is nowhere that you can find the comfort but in the discomfort. So if you want to create your reality and have a reality that is fulfilling, it is dynamic. It's something that you have to constantly recreate. And that takes a lot of energy and also a lot of dedication. So I think it's really important to know that if you want to create a reality that you really want to be in, it's going to take some work. It's not like, you know, you write it on a piece of paper and then you put it in an envelope and you're like, okay, like blessed be in 2018, here we come. It really is an active process. And what I, why I'm saying this is that there are a lot of people who want to change, who want the change in their lives, but they don't want to change themselves. And if you want to move forward, you have to look at what's not working anymore and start thinking about what is it that I want to bring in through myself and through my reflection in the external world. Because if we just are dependent on external circumstances, we're not going to create anything because we're dependent on what everybody else is doing around us. So for us, in order to really own the reality that we want to create, we have to be empowered and we have to really own our stuff, everything that we're creating. So it takes a lot of courage. And I think, you know, the thing that you really need to, to focus on is how much do I want to create and how much work and how much energy do I, want to, do I want to put into this? And then what is your priority? Is it externally based? Is it to please a family, to please a thought form? Is it to please, I don't know, whatever it is that you're sourcing externally for validation and transform it and start saying, okay, this is where I want to put my energy in and I want to create it for myself. And that means that you're going to have people who are going to be like, but you're not the person who you used to be. You're not fulfilling the role that you were in my family or in my work or whatever it is. And that's where you need to really find the confidence and the courage in yourself to be like, this is where I need to go. And that's also one thing with you know these different realities that are coexisting is that 3D doesn't want too much 5D to exist. So a lot of people are going to kind of like grab onto you and be like, stay with me because without you in the space that I've known you in, I don't know who I am. So it really is like, you know, the Joan of Arc archetype. It's like you trust what you know and you go. And that's how it is. And the thing is also when you are on this path, it's important to be surrounded by people who understand this. Because if you're surrounded by people who are going to try to drag you back down in their pot because they need you to be there, it's really hard to move forward. So community is important. Or at least you know, to have one or two people who you can relate to on that level is so important. So that's kind of what I wanted to say about creating your reality. Yeah. The last thing we want to say to you is everything is energy and vibration. This is a very ancient idea from Hermes the Alchemist in ancient Egypt, the Emerald Tablets. Everything is energy in vibration, everything. Your intentions are energy in vibration. What is your intention? Imagine you have an intention to get revenge. That has a certain energy, right? Imagine you have an intention to help as many people as possible. It has a very different energy. Your focus, your consistent focus determines your energy. If you're focusing on the light or focusing on possibility, that shifts. If your eyes are in the gutter rather than the stars, then your energy is going to be low, you know? 
The beliefs you hold are important. Uh, the beliefs are the channels of energy. If you have an intention, I want to create loads of money, I want to have abundance so I can allow it to flow through me, and you have a belief that money's evil, then there's a contradiction, that you won't allow it to come through. Even if one part of you goes, I want total abundance, another part says money's evil, there's a fight internally. That has to be resolved. The beliefs, the emotions you hold around things, uh, beliefs and emotions are linked. So if you have a very strong belief, there's usually a lot of emotion attached to it. Uh, people defend their limiting beliefs quite strongly, actually. The values we hold, the values, values are really the language of the soul. If you value freedom, that's something to really follow wherever it takes you. If you value achievement, that's again another value. See where that takes you. Then there's the words you speak, the stories you tell yourself. You know, people have all kinds of stories about life. Have you ever had a friend where they go, let me tell you, oh, what happened to me the last month was dreadful, and oh, the last six months, that was even worse, you know? And, and they go, oh, that's so bad. You know, people get together with these sad stories, and there's a difference in intending to share a story to heal it or release it, or the other intention is, I just want to commune in misery with people. Let's get together, commune in misery, go away, put the stories back in the drawer, nothing's changed, I'll bring them out, and share them with other people so we can commune in misery. It's not about denying pain, it's about bringing stories of pain out for healing rather than just communing and suffering. The choices we make direct where we're going. If you make a choice to please people over and over again, that has a certain consequence. If you're saving people, rescuing over and over again, that has a consequence. I've got a friend who saves everyone. She knows what she's doing, but she can't help herself. She still does it. Rescuing everyone. So you're rescuing again. Oh, yeah. But she does, then she does it again. So awareness doesn't really help her. Sometimes awareness can shift, sometimes not. Um, and then the actions you take. You see, all of that creates a resonance that directs you into the future timeline. Your intentions, your focus, your beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions, your stories, your choices, your words, your actions. If you align all those congruently, there's nothing can stop you.